and welcome back to episode 26 of the Try Time Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Colm. And this week we are going to touch over Super League Round 2 and Championship Round 1, all the fallout from the first games, and look ahead to the Challenge Cup next weekend. Now, at the time of recording, we are due the England squad tomorrow, so by the time you're watching this, this will have been released, but we don't know what's coming up yet. No doubt there'll be some controversy in there, there always is, and we will touch on our thoughts on that on Saturday's video, so make sure to stick around for that one. Last Saturday we did a discussion video around who's the best finisher in Super League, be sure to check that out, uh, link in the card at the top of the screen, and as always, the usual stuff, check out our socials, Twitter especially, we're making the big push with to get more involved in the discussion, and of course, subscribe, turn the red button grey. Why not? You've t- you've bothered to come and watch us. Save yourself some hassle next time. Press the button and we're in your box right away. Sorted. Made your life easier. Right. Yeah. I think that's enough of an intro. Round one, two, whatever it is. Mossy Masai's round. Round two results. Right. So on Thursday we had our t- started off with a tasty double header. Started off with Wigan versus Wakey, which was always an interesting one going into it. Wigan ended up coming out victorious, 34 points to 6 against Wakefield, making their record 2 wins, 0 losses, and Wakefield's 0 wins, 2 losses. Thoughts? Yeah, this is pretty run-of-the-mill. Don't really have much to add on that, but other than Wigan are seriously stocked for talent once they get French and Field back, that's quite a nice problem for Mr Lamb to have, although I do question whether or not they will all be there next season as a direct result of this. Yeah, I mean, there's already talk about, you know, Hastings going and stuff. Cause well, there's I'm been talk of Hastings going for about two years, and every time, every few weeks, I just see him on Twitter calling him out for being bullshit, so... Yeah, that's true. Who but knows? Wakey, again, I think, got blown away in the second half. It was close first half, and they don't look terrible. They just look incapable of being that top defensive side, and I think that is due to the personnel, not necessarily Chris Chester's coaching. I think once this Wigan side clicked in, I mean, Hardacre and Bibby was unreal in this game. You know, you've got to give it to them. They were class and they really got them going. I mean, Bibby, five tries in two games, already a front runner for um, Golden Boot this year um, for tries. Well, never mind that. We've got an England squad released tomorrow. Surely you've got to be thinking his name's in the question if we're doing this based on early season form. Oh, if you're basing it off two games, then then yeah, definitely. And it's not like he's been bad over previous years. I think he has just been one of them that in that Wigan team has been kind of overshadowed due to just the absolute abundance of talent that they actually do have. Yeah, there's a conversation about whether or not this is the right time to pick an England squad after two games when the match is until June and a few days after we are hopefully back at sporting events. So... That's one in itself, and we will discuss that a bit on Saturday, so be sure to stick around for that one, like I said earlier. And without further ado, we move on to Saints and Hull KR? Yeah, so Saints-Hull interesting game. Within the first 10 minutes, honestly thought Saints were going to run away with it. Eventually, they kind of did. 25 points to nil against Hull KR. They actually nilled them. Uh, but early on, like I say, two early tries for Saints, and it looked like it was going to be a long, long night when Saints are grooving like that, especially on the home ground. But that wasn't the to... home ground. Well, it was the home ground, but there wasn't a home. But <laughs> it's you know like what last I mean. week. It's you'd be away team at home, but yeah. But I think 
Hulky, I've got to take a lot from this, the fact that they fought back and in, in big periods defended really well. Obviously, they had like the Simbin and so like, which I think were fair. A lot of, I saw Hicks getting a lot of sort of hate online. I, I didn't really agree with it. I thought at the end of the day, I mean, unless Hulky, it's for the really beard. Yeah. <laughs> if it's for the beard, I can see where but, the hate's coming from because he did look at... Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. He looked like one of these weird cartoon animal things. <laughs> Fair enough. But I think Hulky I was keeping them out by holding on that extra couple of seconds in tackles and it was getting repetitive penalties and stuff and it was always coming. Do you know what I mean? And I think then Saints at the end, obviously, it, it looks like they ran away with it, which I guess they did. Hulky R never really looked like scoring which is really sort of you know just shows how good saints actually are defensively as well as on the other end and how scary they are and how realistically can any can you see them anyone getting there ahead of them in terms of grand final win are they going to do their three years on a row mm. no i think well, that's gonna... i'm assuming you've got wigan wigan there yeah wigan there yeah. to do it maybe I do think we'll have a repeat of last year's grand final. And that's, you know, based off what we've Well, we do know it's Warrington's now. year, so they might have something to say about that. Interestingly, still no word on their head coach. No, that is I also I thought we'd have had that. something soon. But yeah. Although, right, when we do, say... we will bring a video on that one to you as well. But yeah, yeah. You, if you haven't checked out our candidates who we think might be right for the role card in the top right go check that one out as well after this but yeah who knows watch yeah. the, watch we'll say this now and it'll be literally out in like the next week that's what i'm gonna say i i would put my money on the fact that that is going to be released before this 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 is going out wednesday we're recording this monday night like we've said so if you this know, comes it, out like tomorrow or Wednesday morning, we are officially psychic. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like we say, we'll get a video to that. So moving away from Thursday night onto Good Friday afternoon games. So first up, Warrington against Lee, which always, you know, a tasty one. Lee played well round one, you know, can they cause an upset? You've Warrington. missed a big point, by the way, from the last game. Go on. Minchella's out for the season. What a blow for Hulk KR. Get him at your yeah, fantasy that, team now that, if you have got him, by the way. Yeah, he's, that is big blow. I am a big admirer of Elliot Minchello and I think he has been one of the better players for Ulcar in the opening. We know that. Rounds. You admired anyone that's rocked up at Bradford. No, I'm just mean like, it's a player that, you know, I like. He's not in your ex-Bradford well team, is he? He will. He is, yeah. I'll, I'll get him transferred on. Anyway, I will let you go back to the Warrington League game. Pretty run-of-the-mill yeah, so win for Warrington, though. They look a lot better than last week. Yeah, 44 points to 12. Looked very, very strong. Played some exhilarating rugby as well. And Lee, just to be fair, they just couldn't keep up. And I think people expected Lee to, this to be the case with Lee in a lot of the games this season. When they get a team like Warrington who've got the top players, when, which when they click, they're unstoppable at the best of times. Um, so I do genuinely think it's not curtains fully it's not wooden spoon pending because there's other teams like Hulk KR, Salford, Wakey have all lost but the opening two games so it, it's not all doom and gloom for Lee as I, I think, think Lee have actually come closer to picking up points than some of those other teams as well but yeah only arguably Hulk KR have come close obviously they took Catalan to yeah. golden point round one but yeah definitely that's what I'm, I don't I think Lee actually in part played well and as well as they probably could have done if you know what I mean but that's fair other yeah, on to Friday fair. afternoon, do you think? 
yeah, and Leeds. Leeds 10, Castleford 18. Castleford well, looking Leeds, pretty good this season. I mean, yeah, this is. I'm always going to. I know I always talk a bit more about this when it comes to Leeds matches, and I'm going to try not to this time. But I think it was pretty close. I mean, Cass won that in the last 10 minutes. Um, yeah. You know, it's a difficult one. We've got a Leeds team where the back seven playing that night were, well, only two of them getting the team if everyone's fit, and that being Gerland, Briscoe, take your pick, whichever one. Yeah. But I would just like to say on this one, whoever this minority of fans are that have been giving hate and stick to Corey Hall, a teenager who's literally I could count the appearances he's made for the club on one hand coming in in the middle of an injury crisis hang your head in shame and don't ever come back to Headingley because if we find out who you are we'll throw you off a terrace ourselves yeah I know I was seeing stuff about that and it, it, it is awful because I, I watched the game closely and I did watch him I was interested to see how he, how he fared because you get a lot with with Caster a physical side do you know what I mean they're gonna run out wide at you as well as they did obviously Oliver Holmes scoring the try, which was the what Corey Hall was ultimately scrutinised for was that you know it was a, it was a bit of a missed tackle, but I'm not going to lie, you could see anyone in Super League miss a tackle like. I that. mean we're and gonna, it, I mean I know the the comparison is gonna be, and it's gonna be, I mean by all means play the clip here, but Luke Gale telling Mr Broadbent in the shower that he's not gonna see anyone harder in the league than Bill Turpu. We've already seen that one being memed around and shared on Twitter. If you haven't, I'm sure Callum will have put it in probably over me talking. Yeah. yeah. But not every young lad's going to come and have a cracking game when he's barely played in the team. And in the team that I'd say that's got two out of seven backs fit, this is not the time to be having a go at somebody. You know, Corey, if you do end up seeing this, we don't advocate this. You are better than this. You know, he's not had the game time that Alex Sutcliffe has had. It's not fair to make that comparison. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's one of them where he probably is ready for a, a dual reg or loan move down to the championship. I think like once Newman and Conrad come back, then I think we may well see him go to the championship for a bit. But obviously right now, we're not in a position where that's viable not whilst we need Jack Broadbent at fullback because now Richie Mitler's injured as well yeah it which is a, yeah I mean take nothing away from Castleford here I think the better side won on the day Leeds lacks creativity throughout the halves and not for the first game this season I think I think I think once everyone's back Liam Sutcliffe is nowhere near the starting number six because no, he looks a lot more comfortable at centre or even to be honest even in the second row or fullback I'd probably the last place I'd put him is number six. But, you know, we've got a crisis. Unless you swap him and Broadbent, who again is far more suited to being a centre than a six. You're going to have somebody out of position at the moment. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing with your, your crisis at the back there. And I, I think going on from, from Leeds' backs to one particular Castleford back, who I think, you know... Are Castleford going to go back-to-back Man of Steel winners? Jake Truman, unreal in the first two rounds. This game against Leeds, he absolutely ran the show. Unreal. Say how young he is, unreal. Yeah, definitely. 
look, definitely got a bright future ahead of him. Should almost certainly be part of the England setup, and if not, then that will be one of the contentious points that we certainly want to discuss. Yeah, definitely. He's a bit um, class. Ready to move on to Saturday? Yeah, Saturday's last two games. So, Salford versus Hull FC. Interesting one. This my, up. my, my. Hull FC. Standout surprise of the season so far. I did not expect this. This is... I mean, I know this is Hull every season. They'll play half the year in looking like they could get top four and half of it like they've come up from League One. But what a start this is. If they can keep this up, they are definitely in the running. But that will be the big challenge with Hull, as we have seen many years in the past. Yeah, I think what you're seeing with this team is, you know, Connor's doing great at fullbacks, Sneed's doing what Sneed does, and then Reynolds in. And, you know, I think if I want to compare Reynolds to two or Aussie imports who have come in the last couple of years in, Caesar and Maloney, and them two players came over, and you don't see them scoring all the tries, the fancy stuff. They do the organising the kicking game, the that sort of thing of it, which is so good and helpful to them teams. But what we're finding with Reynolds is, you know, they've got Sneed for that. Reynolds is the, the X factor. Do you know what I mean? He's exactly what Reynolds for see. me is the the Blake Austin, the Chris Sandow. Yeah, that's sort mold of, of player that's got that bit more of creativity in him as well. Although uh, I would say Bevan French, but ultimately Bevan French is a winger, so I can't really include him in this. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's looking really good for FC, and the pack's working well as well. You know, we're talking about all these backs, and they'll take on the glory, but I think, you know, that big pack they've got going at the minute, it's mobile, it's big, it, it makes the yards, and, you know, it's, it's got to be up there with, in the first two rounds, one of the best, some of the best packs in the, in the league, really. I think it's been quality and underrated yeah, as definitely. well Houghton's still talk to me about good. Salford though because they are looking a bit more ropey yeah. at the start of this season compared to what some might have expected yeah I'm seeing a lot of things saying you know is Marshall preparing them for championship by it seems a bit where he's more comfortable but that's obviously all jokey stuff but they are I mean, they are in danger if they don't pick up some of these win this you know I mean St. Ellen's we said fair enough we don't really know what to expect from Salford because it's Saints then Hull FC and it's a game that sort of you predicted them to beat Hull FC Hull FC was unreal in this game really and I, I, I Salford didn't even really get the basics right which is kind of the one thing you always envisage this current Salford team to do yeah and I think that really didn't Hull didn't need to get out of second gear really to cruise to a win here they had little moments of class and that was enough to get them well and truly over the line yeah i wouldn't necessarily say salford preparing for the championship now because well we'll touch on this in the next game because one of the key drivers behind their success is still very much on fraud watch <laughs> yeah i think Salford need a bit of consistency not just with results but also with the team they're putting out they definitely don't know the best Marshall doesn't know his best team there's players out injured in different positions the pack looks a bit all over the place there's work to be done not like it can't be done but it's all going to be about moments in the season if they can pick up form then then they should be okay but we never know yeah well going on to what I was saying about one man being on fraud watch 
It's Ian Watson after his Huddersfield side finished off the week with a, another defeat, 20 points to 10, at Catalan, who are seemingly travelling quite well at the moment. Yeah. Sam Tompkins, could he well be the man of steel and not Jake Truman? Because what a season he is having. Well, yeah, I mean... I mean, you got to look at... I said, I called it at the start of the season, I think. even It might have even been on the fantasy video. Like, Sam Tompkins is a must-have just because of how good he's been over these last couple of years. And I feel like people are starting to notice how important he is to this Catalan side. Him and Maloney. Maloney's pulling the strings and that sort of thing. you got Tompkins. It's a good squad. You know, even... It the, is, but even when Maloney was in the bin, this is not a side that lacked direction. Josh Drinkwater is perfectly capable of orchestrating this side on his own. There's no reliance there on Maloney. Yeah, and the thing with Tompkins is he almost acts as that extra halfback, doesn't he? And he's got the running game and the passing game. And then, you know, I mean, one thing that I'd want to highlight as well for Catalans is, you know, you look at the back row and, you know, you've got Mike McMeekin and Matt Whitley and they are two English, solid second rows. And I think it's underrated. Some people sometimes think, oh, well, these Catalans are just chucking her these French players on, you know, that's not the case. They're not even French anymore, either they're all Aussies, the one says now. But you've got a core contender that had fantastic games that you said of Whitley McMeekin. Benjamin Garcia was fantastic. Yeah. And like you say, you've got more, you know, Tompkins, Davies out there. Yeah, Davies. They are not. Again, quality, quality winger as well. One of them that just goes under the radar. I mean, I'll tell you what, he's far better than the Everton midfielder with his name, isn't he? <laughs> better t- hair as well. We <laughs> might be on the wrong spot, but Everton, Tom Davies, you're on trim watch. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of Huddersfield, again, Caesar's out. Screw my fantasy team up. Again, I've, they told me he was going to be back. He won't back. Piss me off. So <laughs> he's out, and it looks like he's going to be out for a few weeks, and I can't see Huddersfield picking up many wins within them weeks, because I think he is no. the best player. To put it bluntly, I think they've got a good I team. Think that's, but... I think that's Super League pretty much summarised. Should we very quickly go over the Championship? Give you previewed it. Uh, actually, looking at some of the results, I don't know if I want to speak about these, but no, go on. We'll go over them. Right, well, we won't go into these too much. I think key talking points, really. Um, we'll start on the Friday, I think it was. Yeah. London. Big, big loss to the newly rebranded Panthers. And not one, I think... I don't know whether or not people saw this coming. London's still far from a full-strength squad, but surely we expected a closer game than this. Yeah, I mean, I think that London, like we said, I think this is very much what I feel like we both said in our predictions, how London have got not got the squad they had a couple of years ago now, and they've got some great young local talent coming through, and that's great, and they're going to be bleeding them in, and I don't think they're going to be right up in the top three London this year, I think they will get playoffs, but a game like this probably could have been predicted really, because Halifax, you know, they wanted to put, the, put a stamp down, you know, they got knocked out at Cup, yeah, but 47 points. Yeah, but I mean... I Considering think... how this London team defended against a York side that many expect to be right in competition for promotion, to then go and concede nearly 50 to Halifax, who, as you said, had a, frankly, extremely disappointing cup campaign. Yeah. 
it, it's an interesting one, and it, yeah, it's, I don't think the result's shocking, but I guess we, I know what you mean. The manner of result is, but yeah, I think some credit's got to go to Halifax, and it's a great start for them. You know, they'll oh, be they'll be looking at London first up. You know, that's a tough game, but they've gone there. You know, they've done the they've gone they've done the job. They've absolutely done the job over London. Fair play to Halifax. Let's see how they get on in coming weeks now in the league and see if they can kick on from this. Absolutely. Result. But well, touching all the teams that got off to a good start, unless you had anything to add there. No, no, we're going to move on to the next one, mate. You, I'll let you go. Yeah. Featherstone, they managed to do a double on Battler. Again, quite close. I don't think there's too much to say on this one, so I think we'll probably as well worth touching on the third result that day. Oldham got their revenge on Swinton. I predicted this one. You were loyal to the caravans. Yeah. This is a big result, you know. All, all of them who we both tipped to be going down, and they've picked up a result over Swinton, who, you know, could well be dragged into that race. And, I mean, Swinton maybe have one eye on Challenge Cup coming this weekend, but, again, the, it, I imagine this game was very similar to the first game in the Cup the week before, where it's just a, either team could win it, two tough, proper, old-school rugby league sides going at it, and what more do you want, really? So, fair play to both sides. Good job, all. Uh, a five-night stay in a glossop caravan, perhaps. <laughs> oh, God. Right, Saturday's games. So, maybe right. not as many shocks on this one, potentially. Dewsbury versus Whitehaven. Dewsbury getting their revenge as well from round one of the cup, beating Whitehaven 17 points to eight. Greg did play yeah. this one. As we Poor said. Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... This is a good result for Dewsbury. You know, let's not take anything away. Another team that we thought would be in and around the mire of relegation. Yeah, this is a actually this could point. be a very valuable two points for them come the end of the season. And speaking of valuable two points, Toulouse coming to York and putting that performance on. Yeah. If they travel like that all season, they are going to be very, very difficult to stop. Because yeah. that's one of their biggest games of the year done. There's only really that you think off the top of the head, Featherstone that have probably got the talent at home if Toulouse do have a bad night's sleep or whatever with the travel. Yeah. I mean, there's always the case of Toulouse travelling that the, any team could beat them, but I, get, I guess what you're saying, if they're circling two, the hardest games would be York and Featherway. Yeah, but, on paper, yeah, they yeah. should be their biggest games. And they've dispatched of York like... Well, like they've dispatched of West Wales 2019 side. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say, just fair play to Toulouse. I don't think York will be knocking themselves too much. Um, no, definitely but not. They'll, they'll, be look, they'll look to sort of bounce back in the cup next week, I'm sure, against Wigan, which we'll get on to. Well, later. let's discuss bounce backs because I'm very much looking forward to dragging out Sundays. First of all, by the way, witness Newcastle, what a cracker. I'd love Golden Point to be in the Championship just to actually get a winner from this, but yeah, witness have got to be disappointed with that. They threw that game away. Oh yeah, definitely. But that just shows that the fight in the championship and what you know these the games... fight from Thunder. Yeah, that was impressive to say that they are a new team. I think yeah, it shows their intent and their staying in this division. They're laying down their marker. Witness a team that you'd expect to roll them over, be close, but roll them over. And Newcastle have fought back in it and shown their pedigree as a championship team, which is really good to see with a young sort of core squad that they've got there as well. It is good to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, well, on to my favourite result of the round. Sheffield, top scorers in terms of points. They pulled off half a century, top of the league. And they just so happened to beat Bradford along the way. Care to tell us more? Right, so first of all, I have had my email today with my refund for my stream. As essentially, sat on the sofa, 15 minutes before kickoff. The stream usually comes on now, why is it not on? Looking on Facebook, all Bulls fans are going apeshit about it. It's not coming on. Five minutes before I keep it, clock off. It's still not on. Kick-off time. They've put on Twitter. Well, they've Bradford. done you a favour here. All yeah. Sheffield fans should be ones complaining. Yeah. On uh, Bradford have put out, gate, the game's underway. Stream's not on. Sheffield essentially balls up the, the stream. The RFL went on Twitter and absolutely berated Sheffield, said it's all on their, them. And, you know, fair enough, I guess, if RFL are putting this service there, they're allowing Sheffield to stream the games and they've messed it up on there and that's fine. We don't know the ins and outs, but essentially we didn't Is get... it professional to call out one of your clubs like that, though? No, but also, it's... I, I, I kind of... I get it. I get both sides of the argument. But at the end of the day, as a fan, a lot of people were just absolutely saying, oh, RFL's this and people are, are like... But at the end of the day, if the RFL have put this out there and Sheffield can't get it up, then you know it's it's 50-50 each way, blame-wise. It, it is because equally they could just get a proper TV deal for Championship and League One and not have to worry about this problem. Yeah, well, it's a self-inflicted issue. Well, but if you want to know our thoughts on the Our League app, we did discuss that a couple of weeks ago as the middle section of the podcast. Go check that out. You can you can skip the preview to a match that's already happened if you really want. We won't be offended. Yeah, I mean. Uh, to be kind of 50-50, I did get to watch the second half. That's when the stream came up. So, I mean, it's all right. That did you up. wish you hadn't bothered? Well, I mean, second half... I, I will Also, think... great pun there, speaking of 50-50. I really did like that one. You're wrecking your own jokes now. I think... I thought, you know, we were 28-0 down at half-time, and I thought, you know, it can't get much worse than this. I actually thought... It I, did. Wait, 28 it got worse. Yeah, 28-0. So I thought, you know what? Score first... We might not win the game. Let's not let them score again. Let's make it, you know, a 28-18 game. No one's really clowning Bradford. So they score first Spoiler, second they half. scored again. Yeah. And then, so it's 34 And again. They, yeah. They kept scoring and it was just appalling at the end. But there was a period where we scored two tries in two minutes. We scored a try, then scored from the kickoff. And it we was at the point where we needed, like, four tries in 25 minutes. And I thought... There's, there's an area of Bradford team where I've seen us pull this sort of comeback off. It'd be amazing, but, you know, I'm kind of thinking, all right, I'm off my seat now. I'm going to watch this. And then literally Danny Brough throws an interception and and, and, and Fakiri's gone for Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Danny Brough and Jordan Lilly are not Paul Deacon and Robbie Paul. Yeah, well, we haven't even got that. I mean... The problem is, I mean, I'm not to give excuses. I've picked him based on your numbers, not who we're playing. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not making excuses, but we're missing Lily through ban, Flanagan through ban. Flanagan's out for most of the season with his ball grabbing ban, but that's an old separate story. <laughs> right? Have you still got your other ball grabber on wing? Oh, uh, Johnson, no, he got released. Nancy Johnson. No, he got released. Right, so, and then oh, you've got, right. like, Sam Hallis. Anthony England announced that he's retired through injury, which is really sad as well, I'll mention. He was a big player for the middle at Park. You know, Hallis injured, Matty Dawson-Jones injured. It, you know, there's injuries there, but that's not an excuse because, as I was saying this at the time, any of these players in that Bradford team, it's not like we've we, we, there was only one player who you'd say would not be in there, and that was Jowett, who was probably the best Bradford player on pitch. In terms of young players, any of these other players, yeah, there might have been an extra winger on there to cover fullback and just cover positions. But 
at any point in the season, they would be expected to step up and do a good job. It's not like we shoehorned in a few young lads. Do you know what I mean? The, the players who are quality squad players, they may not be starters, but they're at least rotation players who should be doing better. Poor result. I mean, people are calling for Kia Z. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but we'll have to see. How should we save are. you the heartache and move on? Yeah, we should, because I'm not going to be predicting a Bulls game because we are out of the cup anyway, right, so well, we've got whilst, a week off. Whilst Bradford are bottom of the league, Sheffield are top, who's top of fantasy? Bear in mind, last time we did this league updated about two minutes after we said this, so by the time you see this, it might well be someone different, but at, the, at present, who's top? Yeah, they really need to start out this fantasy. So it is Ben Webster overall who's at the top. So fair play, well ben. Done, ben. It was up there uh, towards the end of the season, and then I guess with the our top of the league sort of thing, we've got a bit of a derby up there. As ben is a Hull KR fan. Then we've got John Bickerdyke, who's actually got the top score for this week with 684, and he's all FC and, fan. Yeah, Hull FC fan, and he's in second Ooh. place overall as well. So there's a there's a big fight up there at the How's top. How's Chili Con Carney doing in relation to your teams? Well, Chili Con, my my mum. I'm not even speaking about this because my mum's beating me on fantasy. I've, I, my fantasy's done absolute crap. Although Am I actual, still beating you? My main team's actually beating my Bradford team now, which is good. I'll just double check. Oh, good. You actually don't have a team beating me, so I can't really complain, to be honest. Now. How have you got ahead of all my teams? Because my, I'm good at it. I'm good at the game. Mate. To be fair, I don't even think I changed anything, which says it all, really. Week one, I'm already bored of it. Oh, actually, I do tell a lie. You have got one team ahead of me. Which one? Uh, Lee Mosser. Oh, right, yeah, that one was the top one last time. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough about us arguing fantasy. We're going to finish this one off with the Challenge Cup predictions. Um, conscious, this is quite a long one already, but, you know, thanks for sticking around, and we will try and do these largely one word, who we think is going to win. We might have to say the old thing if we need to, but yep. shall we crack on? Yes, yeah, sir. First up, Hull KR versus Castleford. I find it hard to go against Cass at the moment. Yeah, same. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Maybe a cup upset, but we'll have to see. York versus Wigan. Big championship versus Super League tie. My heart says York, but it's got to be Wigan, hasn't it? I'm going to say York, and you can say Wigan, just because I think it's at York. York at home. I can see an upset if Wigan are rotating a couple of players with that already inexperienced backline, potentially. You know, we've got to put some outlandish, outlandish predictions. Go on, York. Go on, then. Salford versus Widness. Now, this could be a championship upset. Then, so. Do you know, I, uh, I'm going to back Salford to finally get the win under the new coach. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. I don't see an upset here just because I think uh, Salford had good That being said, I, could, I think I probably could see the upset more than you. But Maybe. Saints versus Leeds. Now, this is one you're interested in. St. Helens. Yeah. I agree with you on we that. Still haven't, we're still missing half a backline. Well, more than half. And St. Helens are the best team in the league. Yeah, that is true. Maybe with only really Wigan in the conversation. Yeah. I don't think we beat them. Uh, I, think it, I think it'll be a good I'd game. I'd love to, but... I don't see it. Next one. Catalan versus Wakey. Where's this actually been played? I, I ain't got a clue, mate. I haven't done this much. I've because got it's not... Because let's face it, it ain't going to be a Catalan. I will chase it up for you, mate. I mean, either way, I am going to say Catalan to win. And I don't think Wakefield have got Johnston because he might be one of the best finishers in Super League. Again, plug the same video from last week. But am I right in thinking he's injured again? 
Yeah, well, it was a, it was a kind of a, a knock where it, it, it's not going to be out for the season or anything, but it will be questionable for the Challenge Cup game, which will be a huge loss. As he will I think it. potentially they're resting for the Challenge Cup game if he's not 100%. The last thing they'll want is him gone for a league campaign. Yeah, uh, it's actually at the Totally Wicked Stadium. Brilliant, because that's you know great home ground for Catalan. Yeah, well we'll see, won't we? We're both we're both backing him anyway. So then, yeah, another Championship versus Super League tie: Featherstone versus Hull FC down at the Big Fellas. Oh, I could see a cup upset here, but I think the way Hull have played in Super League, I'm gonna have to back them. Yeah, it's going to be a feisty one, but again, I do think Hull will just have that extra bit of quality. I mean, Feather effectively one of the few teams that's had somewhat of a crowd, because I've seen plenty of big fellas up on the roofs at the back of the away end. Yeah, that is true, actually, yeah. Right, and the last of the Championship versus Super League ties, Swinton versus Warrington in the caravans. The, the Matty Ashton derby. Yeah. Warrington. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pitch that, you know, if anyone can beat anyone on that pitch, it is Swinton on that. That is their pitch. They are really good, a really good side at home. And I think they could definitely, early on, get Warrington. They would have fight. to drop a caravan, a Glossop's caravan on Warrington's bus to stop Warrington winning this. It depends how much Warrington rotate, really. But I do think it'll be hard to see an upset in this one. Right. Yeah, anything remotely like first team, and you'd expect this to be run of the mill, really. But yeah, Lee versus Huddersfield, last tie of the round. I think Lee might do this, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna back Lee as well. To be fair, mate, I think. I think Mr. Watson's not getting off our fraud watch anytime soon. I think. Also, by the way, guys, while you're watching these games, please tweet us at Try Time Podcast, especially with suggestions for trim watch. Who's got the worst trim of the round? Yeah, the trim of the week. Yeah. Right. But... The last one before Barber's open too. I mean, I'm sure we'll see plenty of dodgy ones even after that. But yeah, more so potentially. Yeah, with lines in there. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. Right. Oh uh... God. I mean, if you've seen the video on Twitter of that guy in Scotland who's had one of the literally completely fucked his head up, then. <laughs> right. Anyway, guys, that's our predictions for next week. Let us know yours down below. Who's going to win the Challenge Cup and who's looking strong in Super League and the Championship? And yeah, just again, like Matt said early on, support the podcast any way you can. If, even if that's through the audio on Apple, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, there's a lot of loyal listeners over there that probably don't get noticed by us as much, which we apologise for. Uh, just leave a review, any feedback, that sort of thing. Great, as always. Subscribe. If you want to wire transfer as anything, that's also fine. We don't have a dodgy account in Thailand, it's all good. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on Saturday for our England squad review. See you later. Yep, and I will no doubt be crying into my whatever I'm having to eat or drink as Saints have just put 50 past leads, and I feel Callum's pain. <laughs> yeah, see you later, guys. Goodbye.